section six of curiosities of literature volume three this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. curiosities of literature volume three by isaac disraeli the philosophy of proverbs part two the poets have been very busy with proverbs in all the languages of europe some appear to have been the favourite lines of some ancient poem even in more refined times many of the pointed verses of boileau and pope have become proverbial many trivial and laconic proverbs bear the jingle of alliteration or rhyme which assisted their circulation and were probably struck off extempore a manner which swift practised who was a ready coiner of such rhyming and ludicrous proverbs delighting to startle a collector by his facetious or sarcastic humour in the shape of an old saying and true some of these rhyming proverbs are however terse and elegant we have little strokes fell great oaks the italian ci duo leprecaccia uno perde l'altro l'ostia who hunts two hares loses one and leaves the other the haughty spaniard el dar es sonor yell pedir dolor to give his honour to ask his grief and the french ami de table est variable the friend of the table is very variable the composers of these short proverbs were a numerous race of poets who probably among the dreams of their immortality never suspected that they were to descend to posterity themselves and their works unknown while their extempore thoughts would be repeated by their own nation proverbs were at length consigned to the people when books were addressed to scholars but the people did not find themselves so destitute of practical wisdom by preserving their national proverbs as some of those closet students who had ceased to repeat them the various humours of mankind in the mutability of human affairs had given birth to every species and men were wise or merry or satirical and mourned or rejoiced in proverbs nations held an universal intercourse of proverbs from the eastern to the western world for we discover among those which appear strictly national many which are common to them all of our own familiar ones several may be tracked among the snows of the latins and the greeks and have sometimes been drawn from the mines of the east like decayed families which remain in obscurity they may boast of a high lineal descent whenever they recover their lost title deeds the vulgar proverb to carry coals to newcastle local and idiomatic as it appears however has been borrowed and applied by ourselves it may be found among the persians in the bustan of saadi we have infers piper in hindustan to carry pepper to hindustan among the hebrews to carry oil to the city of olives a similar proverb occurs in greek and in galan's maxims of the east we may discover how many of the most common proverbs among us as well as some of joe miller's jests are of oriental origin the resemblance of certain proverbs in different nations must however be often ascribed to the identity of human nature 
similar situations and similar objects have unquestionably made men think and act and express themselves alike all nations are parallels of each other hence all perimiographers or collectors of proverbs complain of the difficulty of separating their own national proverbs from those which have crept into the language from others particularly when nations have held much intercourse together we have a copious collection of scottish proverbs by kelly but this learned man was mortified at discovering that many which he had long believed to have been genuine scottish were not only english but french italian spanish latin and greek ones many of his scottish proverbs are almost literally expressed among the fragments of remote antiquity it would have surprised him further had he been aware that his greek originals were themselves but copies and might have been found in derbelow erpenius and golius and in many asiatic works which have been more recently introduced to the enlarged knowledge of the european student who formerly found his most extended researches limited by hellenistic lore perhaps it was owing to an accidental circumstance that the proverbs of the european nations have been preserved in the permanent form of volumes erasmus is usually considered as the first modern collector but he appears to have been preceded by polydore virgil who bitterly reproaches erasmus with envy and plagiarism for passing by his collection without even a poor compliment for the inventor polydore was a vain superficial writer who prided himself in leading the way on more topics than the present erasmus with his usual pleasantry provokingly excuses himself by acknowledging that he had forgotten his friend's book few sympathize with the quarrels of authors and since erasmus has written a far better book than polydore virgil's the original adagia is left only to be commemorated in literary history as one of its curiosities footnote at the royal institution there is a fine copy of polydore virgil's adagia with his other work curious in its day de inventoribus rerum printed by frobenius in fifteen twenty one the woodcuts of this edition seem to me to be executed with inimitable delicacy resembling a pencilling which raphael might have envied End of footnote. the adagia of erasmus contains a collection of about five thousand proverbs gradually gathered from a constant study of the ancients erasmus blessed with the genius which could enliven a folio delighted himself in all europe by the continued accessions he made to a volume which even now may be the companion of literary men for a winter's day's fireside the successful example of erasmus commanded the imitation of the learned in europe and drew their attention to their own national proverbs some of the most learned men and some not sufficiently so were now occupied in this new study in spain fernandez nunez a greek professor and the marquis of santillana a grandee published collections of their refranes or proverbs a term derived our referendo because it is often repeated the refranes o proverbios castellanos par cesar uden 
1624 translated into french is a valuable compilation in cervantes and quevedo the best practical illustrators they are sown with no sparing hand there is an ample collection of italian proverbs by florio who was an englishman of italian origin and who published il giardino di ricreatione at london so early as in fifteen ninety one exceeding six thousand proverbs but they are unexplained and are often obscure another italian in england torriano in sixteen forty nine published an interesting collection in the diminutive form of a twenty fours it was subsequent to these publications in england that in italy angelus monozini in sixteen o four published his collection and julius varini in sixteen forty two produced his scuolo del vulgo in france houdin after others had preceded him published a collection of french proverbs under the title of curiosite Françoise, fleury de belangeon explication du proverbe francois on comparing it with les illustres proverbes historiques a subsequent publication i discovered to be the same work it is the first attempt to render the study of proverbs somewhat amusing the plan consists of a dialogue between a philosopher and a sancho panca who blurts out his proverbs with more delight than understanding the philosopher takes that opportunity of explaining them by the events in which they originated which however are not always to be depended on a work of high merit on french proverbs is the unfinished one of the abbe Touet, sensible and learned a collection of danish proverbs accompanied by a french translation was printed at copenhagen in a quarto volume seventeen sixty one england may boast of no inferior parimiographers the grave and judicious camden the religious herbert the entertaining howell the facetious fuller and the laborious ray with others have preserved our national sayings the scottish have been largely collected and explained by the learned kelly an excellent anonymous collection not uncommon in various languages seventeen o seven the collector and translator was dr j maple toft it must be acknowledged that although no nation exceeds our own in sterling sense we rarely rival the delicacy the wit and the felicity of expression of the spanish and the italian and the poignancy of some of the french proverbs the interest we may derive from the study of proverbs is not confined to their universal truths nor to their poignant pleasantry a philosophical mind will discover in proverbs a great variety of the most curious knowledge the manners of a people are painted after life in their domestic proverbs and it would not be advancing too much to assert that the genius of the age might be often detected in its prevalent ones the learned selden tells us that the proverbs of several nations were much studied by bishop andrews the reason assigned was because by them he knew the minds of several nations which said he is a brave thing as we count him wise who knows the minds and the insides of men which is done by knowing what is habitual to them lord bacon condensed a wide circuit of philosophical thought when he observed that the genius wit and spirit of a nation are discovered by their proverbs 
proverbs peculiarly national while they convey to us the modes of thinking will consequently indicate the modes of acting among a people the romans had a proverbial expression for their last stake in play rem ad triarios venisi the reserve are engaged a proverbial expression from which the military habits of the people might be inferred the triarii being their reserve a proverb has preserved a curious custom of ancient coxcombry which originally came from the greeks the men of effeminate manners in their dress they applied the proverb of unico digitulo scalpit caput scratching the head with a single finger was it seems done by the critically nice youths in rome that they might not discompose the economy of their hair the arab whose unsettled existence makes him miserable and interested says vinegar given is better than honey bought everything of high esteem with him who is so often parched in the desert is described as milk how large his flow of milk is a proverbial expression with the arab to distinguish the most copious eloquence to express a state of perfect repose the arabian proverb is i throw the rein over my back an allusion to the loosening of the cords of the camels which are thrown over their backs when they are sent to pasture we discover the rustic manners of our ancient britons in the cambrian proverbs many relate to the hedge the cleanly briton is seen in the hedge the horse looks not on the hedge but the corn the bad husband's hedge is full of gaps the state of an agricultural people appears in such proverbs as you must not count your yearlings till may-day and their proverbial sentence for old age is an old man's end is to keep sheep turn from the vagrant arab and the agricultural briton to a nation existing in a high state of artificial civilization the chinese proverbs frequently allude to magnificent buildings affecting a more solemn exterior than all other nations a favourite proverb with them is a grave and majestic outside is as it were the palace of the soul their notion of a government is quite architectural they say a sovereign may be compared to a hall his officers to the steps that lead to it the people to the ground on which they stand what should we think of a people who had a proverb that he who gives blows is a master he who gives none is a dog we should instantly decide on the mean and servile spirit of those who could repeat it and such we find to have been that of the bengalese to whom the degrading proverb belongs derived from the treatment that they were used to receive from their mogul rulers who answered the claims of their creditors by a vigorous application of the whip in some of the hebrew proverbs we are struck by the frequent allusions of that fugitive people to their own history the cruel oppression exercised by the ruling power and the confidence in their hope of change in the day of retribution was delivered in this hebrew proverb when the tale of bricks is doubled moses comes the fond idolatry of their devotion to their ceremonial law and to everything connected with their sublime theocracy in their magnificent temple is finely expressed by this proverb none ever took a stone out of the temple but the dust did fly into his eyes 
the hebrew proverb that a fast for a dream is as fire for a stubble which it kindles could only have been invented by a people whose superstitions attached a holy mystery to fasts and dreams they imagined that a religious fast was propitious to a religious dream or to obtain the interpretation of one which had troubled their imagination pacinel who long resided among the turks observes that their proverbs are full of sense ingenuity and elegance the surest test of the intellectual abilities of any nation he said this to correct the volatile opinion of de taut who to convey an idea of their stupid pride quotes one of their favourite adages of which the truth and candour are admirable riches in the indies wit in europe and pomp among the ottomans the spaniards may appeal to their proverbs to show that they were a high-minded and independent race a whiggish jealousy of monarchical power stamped itself on this ancient one va el rey hasta do puede y no hasta do quiere the king goes as far as he is able not as far as he desires it must have been at a later period when the national genius became more subdued and every spaniard dreaded to find under his own roof a spy or an informer that another proverb arose con el rey y la inquisicion chiton with the king and the inquisition hush the gravity and taciturnity of the nation have been ascribed to the effects of this proverb their popular but suppressed feelings on taxation and on a variety of dues exacted by their clergy were murmured in proverbs loque no leva cristo leva el fisco what christ takes not the exchequer carries away they have a number of sarcastic proverbs on the tenacious grip of the abad aviariento their avaricious priest who having eaten the olio offered claims the dish a striking mixture of chivalric habits domestic decency and epicurean comfort appears in the spanish proverb la mugre y la salsa a la mano de la lanca the wife and the sauce by the hand of the lance to honour the dame and to have the sauce near the italian proverbs have taken a tinge from their deep and politic genius and their wisdom seems wholly concentrated in their personal interests i think every tenth proverb in an italian collection is some cynical or some selfish maxim a book of the world for worldlings the venetian proverb pria veneziana poi christiana first venetian and then christian condenses the whole spirit of their ancient republic into the smallest space possible their political proverbs no doubt arose from the extraordinary state of a people sometimes distracted among republics and sometimes servile in petty courts the italian says i popoli samazzano ed i principi sabracciano the people murder one another and princes embrace one another ci pratica co grandi l'ultima a travolo el primo a strapazzi who dangles after the great is the last at table and the first at blows chi non sa adalare non sa regnare who knows not to flatter knows not to reign chi serve in corte muore sul pagliato who serves at court dies on straw wary cunning in domestic life is perpetually impressed 
an italian proverb which is immortalized in our language for it enters into the history of milton was that by which the elegant wotton counselled the young poetic traveller to have il viso sciolto ed i pensieri stretti an open countenance but close thoughts in the same spirit ci parla semina ci trace raccoglie the talker sows the silent reaps as well as fati di miele e ti mangiaran la masca make yourself all honey and the flies will devour you there are some which display a deep knowledge of human nature a luca ti vidi a pisa ti canobi i saw you at luca i knew you at pisa guardati d'aceto di vin dolce beware vinegar made of sweet wine provoke not the rage of a patient man among a people who had often witnessed their fine country devastated by petty warfare their notion of the military character was not usually heroic il soldato per far male e ben pagato the soldiers well paid for doing mischief soldato acqua e fuoco presto si fan luoco a soldier fire and water soon make room for themselves but in a poetical people endowed with great sensibility their proverbs would sometimes be tender and fanciful they paint the activity of friendship chi ha l'amor nel petto ha lo sprone a franchi who feels love in the breast feels a spur in his limbs or its generous passion gli amici legono la borsca con un filo di ragnatelo friends tie their purse with a cobweb's thread they characterize the universal lover by an elegant proverb apicare il maro ad agnonuscio to hang every door with may alluding to the bough which in the nights of may the country people are accustomed to plant before the door of their mistress if we turn to the french we discover that the military genius of france dictated the proverb maya a maya se fait le haubergeon link by link is made the coat of mail until coup de langue aspire qu'un coup de lance the tongue strikes deeper than the lance and ce qui vient du tambour s'en retourne à la flûte what comes by the table goes back with the pipe point d'argent point de suisse has become proverbial observes an edinburgh reviewer a striking expression which while french or austrian gold predominated was justly used to characterize the illiberal and selfish policy of the cantonal and federal governments of switzerland when it began to degenerate from its moral patriotism the ancient perhaps the extinct spirit of englishmen was once expressed by our proverb better be the head of a dog than the tail of a lion that is the first of the yeomanry rather than the last of the gentry a foreign philosopher might have discovered our own ancient skill in archery among our proverbs for none but true toxophilites could have had such a proverb as i will either make a shaft or a bolt of it signifying says the author of ivanhoe a determination to make one use or other of the things spoken of the bolt was the arrow peculiarly fitted to the crossbow as that of the longbow was called a shaft these instances sufficiently demonstrate that the characteristic circumstances and feelings of a people are discovered in their popular notions and stamped on their familiar proverbs it is also evident that the peculiar and often idiomatic humour of a people is best preserved in their proverbs 
there is a shrewdness although deficient in delicacy in the scottish proverbs they are idiomatic facetious and strike home kelly who has collected three thousand informs us that in seventeen twenty five the scotch were a great proverbial nation for that few among the better sort will converse any considerable time but will confirm every assertion and observation with a scottish proverb the speculative scotch of our own times have probably degenerated in prudential lore and deem themselves much wiser than their proverbs they may reply by a scotch proverb on proverbs made by a great man in scotland who having given a splendid entertainment was harshly told that fools make feasts and wise men eat them but he readily answered wise men make proverbs and fools repeat them national humour frequently local and idiomatical depends on the artificial habits of mankind so opposite to each other but there is a natural vein which the populace always true to nature preserve even among the gravest people the arabian proverb the barber learns his art on the orphan's face the chinese in a field of melons do not pull up your shoe under a plum-tree do not adjust your cap to impress caution in our conduct under circumstances of suspicion and the hebrew one he that hath had one of his family hanged may not say to his neighbour hang up this fish are all instances of this sort of humour the spaniards are a grave people but no nation has equalled them in their peculiar humour the genius of cervantes partook largely of that of his country that mantle of gravity which almost conceals its latent facetiousness and with which he has imbued his style and manner with such untranslatable idiomatic raciness may be traced to the proverbial erudition of his nation to steal a sheep and give away the trotters for god's sake is cervantic nature to one who is seeking an opportunity to quarrel with another their proverb runs si quereris dar palos asur mugur pedele a sola bever hast thou a mind to quarrel with thy wife bid her bring water to thee in the sunshine a very fair quarrel may be picked up about the moats in the clearest water on the judges in galicia who like our former justices of peace for half a dozen chickens would dispense with a dozen of penal statutes a uezas galicianos con los pies son las manos to the judges of galicia go with feet in hand a droll allusion to a present of poultry usually held by the legs to describe persons who live high without visible means los que cabritos venden y cabras no tienen de donde los vienen they that sell kids and have no goats how came they by them el vino no trae bragas wine wears no breeches for men in wine expose their most secret thoughts vino de un orella wine of one ear is good wine for at bad shaking our heads both our ears are visible but at good the spaniard by a natural gesticulation lowering on one side shows a single ear proverbs abounding in sarcastic humour and found among every people are those which are pointed at rival countries among ourselves hardly has a county escaped from some popular quip even neighbouring towns have their sarcasms usually pickled in some unlucky rhyme the egotism of man eagerly seizes on whatever serves to depreciate or to ridicule his neighbour nations proverb each other 
counties flout counties obscure towns sharpen their wits on towns as obscure as themselves the same evil principle lurking in poor human nature if it cannot always assume predominance will meanly gratify itself by insult or contempt they expose some prevalent folly or allude to some disgrace which the natives have incurred in france the burgundians have a proverb mieux vaut bon repas que bel habit better a good dinner than a fine coat these good people are great gormandizers but shabby dressers they are commonly said to have bowels of silk and velvet this is all their silk and velvet goes for their bowels thus picardy is famous for hotheads and the norman for son dit et son dédit his saying and his unsaying in italy the numerous rival cities pelt one another with proverbs chi ha affare con tosco non convien esser lusco he who deals with a tuscan must not have his eyes shut a venetia chi nasce mal vi si pasque whom venice breeds she poorly feeds there is another source of national characteristics frequently producing strange or whimsical combinations a people from a very natural circumstance have drawn their proverbs from local objects or from allusions to peculiar customs the influence of manners and customs over the ideas and language of a people would form a subject of extensive and curious research there is a japanese proverb that a fog cannot be dispelled with a fan had we not known the origin of this proverb it would be evident that it could only have occurred to a people who had constantly before them fogs and fans and the fact appears that fogs are frequent on the coast of japan and that from the age of five years both sexes of the japanese carry fans the spaniards have an odd proverb to describe those who tease and vex a person before they do him the very benefit which they are about to confer acting kindly but speaking roughly monstra primero la horca que la lugar to show the gallows before they show the town a circumstance alluding to their small towns which have a gallows placed on an eminence so that the gallows breaks on the eye of the traveller before he gets a view of the town itself the cheshire proverb on marriage better wed over the mixen than over the moor that is at home or in its vicinity mixen alludes to the dung etc in the farmyard while the road from chester to london is over the moorland in staffordshire this local proverb is a curious instance of provincial pride perhaps of wisdom to induce the gentry of that county to form intermarriages to prolong their own ancient families and perpetuate ancient friendships between them in the isle of man a proverbial expression forcibly indicates the object constantly occupying the minds of the inhabitants the two deemsters or judges when appointed to the chair of judgment declare they will render justice between man and man as equally as the herring-bone lies between the two sides an image which could not have occurred to any people unaccustomed to the herring-fishery there is a cornish proverb those who will not be ruled by the rudder must be ruled by the rock the strands of cornwall so often covered with wrecks could not fail to impress on the imaginations of its inhabitants the two objects from whence they drew this salutary proverb against obstinate wrongheads 
when scotland in the last century felt its allegiance to england doubtful and when the french sent an expedition to the land of cakes a local proverb was revived to show the identity of interests which affected both nations if skiddaw hath a cap scruffle wots full well of that these are two high hills one in scotland and one in england so near that what happens to the one will not be long ere it reach the other if a fog lodges on the one it is sure to rain on the other the mutual sympathies of the two countries were hence deduced in a copious dissertation by oswald dyke on what was called the union proverb which local proverbs of our country fuller has interspersed in his worthies and ray and gross have collected separately i was amused lately by a curious financial revelation which i found in an opposition paper where it appears that ministers pretend to make their load of taxes more portable by shifting the burden or altering the pressure without however diminishing the weight according to the italian proverb accomodare l'erbissacie nella strada to fit the load on the journey it is taken from a custom of the mule drivers who placing their packages at first but awkwardly on the backs of their poor beasts and seeing them ready to sink cry out never mind we must fit them better on the road i was gratified to discover by the present and some other modern instances that the taste for proverbs was reviving and that we were returning to those sober times when the aptitude of a simple proverb would be preferred to the verbosity of politicians tories whigs or radicals end of section six